Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dave After Show here on TV. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dave After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. This is the uh, comfort of our own home edition as we all sit shelter in place during Corona. But we're not going to miss the chance to talk about our favorite show on FX right now. Of course, that's Dave. And I'm going to start by introducing our very special guest. Um, we're joined by Taylor Mishak. You guys watching on the YouTube video can see, of course, she plays Allie on the show. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, which feels funny to say from my living room. But thank yes. you <laughs> Of course. Yeah, no problem. You guys know, um, of course, Allie is uh, Dave's very patient girlfriend. We'll be talking to uh, Taylor all about that character on the show today. But it's not just Taylor joining us today. We also have Carla Contreras. So exciting. And we have Ashley Dior-Jones on the phone. Ashley, can you hear us? Hi, guys. So excited to be <laughs> Ashley's hosting a ton of shows as well, um, including the other FX show, which I think Dave might be the lead in for, Devs, which I've heard is incredible. I haven't watched oh. it yet, but... Yeah, Dave's is, Dave's is so good. Yeah, so uh, Ashley's our FX girl, which I love. Um, and w- today on the After Show, we'll be talking about episode five, Hype Man, a really incredible episode, Vegeta. We'll be talking about that as well. Um, we have some news and gossip. Carla has her What's Behind the Name segment, and we'll be making some predictions as well, as well as an interview with uh, Taylor. I keep almost calling you Allie, which hopefully you're taking the compliments people yeah i'm very used to it <laughs> yeah it means you play the character so well you're just I'm, you're disappearing in your role uh, um yes, i'm daniel day lewis <laughs> yeah. they're similar i feel like <laughs> Allie and daniel day lewis um but yeah we're gonna get into the episode right now i want to start with everyone's overall thoughts ashley let's start with you how did you feel about hype man hype man i have to say was probably my favorite episode thus far like mm. seeing the vulnerability of these guys I just I was it, it it like really tugged at my heart at my heartstrings and I still got to laugh and I got some bars some little dicky that I was waiting so patiently for the past couple weeks so I was I was so impressed so delighted with this episode really top notch yeah I completely agree Carla what'd you think uh, I loved it. I feel like this is definitely a more serious one because this show has been like so crazy funny. Um, I like that we got to see more of Gator. I feel like we've loved his character from the beginning. I feel like he brings the flavor to the show and now we see like a more end-up look of him and I was really shocked by it. I, I really was, but I liked how real and raw it was. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Taylor, I mean, I don't know how much you knew about this episode because you weren't in a ton of, you weren't with, it's mostly focused on the guys this episode. Mm-hmm. What did you think seeing it? I was super happy to see the final product. I had read it before and then mm-hmm. I had seen um, different scenes from it kind of come together. I actually am, but it's directed by the amazing Tony Ascenda, who is also my boyfriend. Oh, so really? I got to cheat and I got to see a couple of the scenes that I wouldn't normally see um, just while he was uh, working on it post-production. But I was overjoyed that it is such a special and 
really, I think, perfect episode. I, I think I was so excited when I read it. And then I think it went even beyond my expectations once I saw it all come together. Because it's a big ask of Gaeta to perform so vulnerably. And he knocked it out of the park. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And you know what? It's also a big ask of Tony. I didn't realize your uh, boyfriend directed the episode. I was going to bring <laughs> yeah. him up. This is a tough... FX does this a lot. I mean, I do want to applaud the network with shows like Better Things. And of course, Atlanta. These... Comedies are never straight down the middle comedies. They kind of toe the line between drama and comedy often. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not, e- that's not easy directorially. I think a lot was asked of him. So I do want to yeah. shout him out. He did. Well, I think he did a great job. And I think, I mean, he's a wonderful director in and of himself. But he's been working with Little Dicky and Gaeta since 2014. And wow. I think that that relationship also really helped because it's, it's Gaeta's first like experience acting so I think to have a director that he was comfortable with and could kind of connect with um really directly helped well I want to talk about Gata real quick because what an unbelievable episode I mean I felt like watching this when we when all of us watched Atlanta almost half a decade ago now season one all of us watched Keith Stanfield as Darius being like this person is going to get an Oscar nomination. He's going to be in everything. We just, you know, we all saw the Keith Stanfield on that show and thought like, this is his come up. Mm-hmm. I totally feel that way about Gaeta in this episode. I mean, like for him to jump, he's like slowly becoming one of my favorite characters on mm-hmm. TV, period. I know. He has such star power and the show mm-hmm. is so in, like well, um, what is it? It's like the payoff. Like you were kind of saying earlier, Carla, about you, obviously he's like one of your favorite characters. Yeah. And then you just like kind of take that for granted. And then you get to episode five and you get to explore so much more about him and his background and what makes him him. And you're like, oh, fuck. I lo- Oh, can I curse? It's, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, dang. Like, I love Gaeta. Now I get to see so much more of him and it kind of catches you off guard in a really cool way. But the truth is, uh, Taylor, if our fans are watching Dave, they're not going to care if they hear that on the after show. So. <laughs> yeah. Totally fine. Um, well, let's go ahead and talk about Gaeta's story first. Um, Ashley, when you saw Dave, when you saw Gaeta, go to my notes real quick, guys, be patient, uh, on the bus, what did you think? And did you see the story going this way from that first scene on the bus? Honestly, the first scene on the bus, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, what's, what's happening here? Like, this is the Gata that we know and love, but he's kind of, it's, it's kind of extra, it's kind of a lot. And you could see the other rappers like OT Genesis really starting to, to get annoyed. And I was worried. I was like, Gata, don't blow your chance, don't blow your chance. But I really, I honestly didn't know where it was going. And I was so shocked to see it end up where it did. Um, but so thankful that, you know, the producers and directors decided to put this type of content in because I think it's so important that we shed light on, you know, the many, the many trials and tribulations that we all go through. And I was, I was really thankful that, um, that Gata got to showcase that in such a beautiful way. Yeah, Carla, I don't know if you'll relate to this, but like when I was watching that bus scene, I could feel that it was a funny scene, but I could also feel the show starting to pull into something darker. And I almost didn't know how to react until later in the episode. Did you feel that way? I agree. I feel like I had totally mixed feelings because, well, from the, what we've seen so far of Gator, you see this happy, like really hype man in just every, I feel like part of the show. Um, so I feel like it went from really happy to dark kind of fast. But I do kind of like, I feel like what mental health is, like you see a lot of people who just are normal, happy people and they're really, really struggling. Mm-hmm. And then I like that it went, that he went completely vulnerable at the end. So I feel like this episode just went through so many highs and lows. Um, mm-hmm. It was done so beautifully. I loved every second of it. 
Did Tony at all speak about the challenge of sort of navigating, especially not only the bus scene, but then the scene in the store and then the hospital? Did he talk about having to navigate those lines in a comedy show, Taylor? Uh, I, it, it's interesting because they did invite a lot of play on set and that's mm-hmm. what it feels like when you're dealing with the fun, funny scene. Um, but that's also what they did with a lot of the more dramatic stuff. And wow. I know that Tony really created an environment where he was, where Gata was able to take his time to get to a certain place and was able to ad lib on certain lines, but then like Tony and the other actors in the scene also have to kind of steer him back and make sure they get some of the stuff that's like on the page. Um, so I know that that was like part of the process. Um, there was only a couple times I like came on set during those scenes to visit and just like watch the magic happen. But I know from the way that he spoke about it and the way that the rest of the crew talked about it, it was like just really special moments that kind of shut everybody up when Gata would hit those scenes that you're seeing in the final product. Like everybody on set was like not breathing and kind of just witnessing it. And I do think that t- getting there took some finesse, but that that relationship that they had and Gata's willingness and passion to do it and get there is really all it takes, you know? I mean, I totally cried. I don't know if any of you, the rest of you guys did. But... Yeah, it's And you're like, am I crying at Dave? Yeah. My wife, you know, we're in quarantine right now. She's sitting over here. She's looking at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, it's this, this FX show. She's like, is that the little Dickie show? Why are you crying? Yeah, like, it's unexpected. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, Ashley, but especially that hospital scene with his mom. How did you react to that scene? Oh, so that, that's when the tears came came for me, Jeff. I mean, when the tears came for him and you saw that vulnerability in his eyes and when he's like, mom, why do they have me strapped to the bed? Like he really didn't understand what was happening. Oh, I was, I was, I could cry now just thinking about it. I could no. cry now just thinking about it. It's beautifully done. Beautifully done. Yeah, I um I really appreciate what this show is doing for like conceptions of masculinity. You know, I feel like you look at a show on HBO like Girls, which I think really defines like what the modern woman is. And with at the risk of sounding too like pretentious, I really feel like Dave is questioning and kind of exploring like what it means to be like an alpha male in a really interesting way. And all of these dudes don't fall into like neat stereotypes of the kind of guys we're usually seeing on TV. Um, and the fact that like, I, I didn't think people were dying for stories about like different types of men right now, but I think the way Dave is doing it is like really interesting and kind of sensitively handled. Carla, what do you think? I agree. I feel like it's not like something we see too often, especially me being like Hispanic, like the idea of what men are is like so hyper-masculine and it kind of like irritates me being like a modern woman, you know what I mean? So seeing it now kind of be made fun of in this show is amazing. I feel like mm-hmm. everyone needs to get out of their heads with this whole alpha male thing. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys have any discussions about like modern manhood as you guys, probably not as much for Allie, but I guess his, his girlfriend. I don't know if that was ever something you thought about. Well, I think the scene, once Gata really does open up in this last episode where he, I think he kind of hits the nail on the head by being like, and you know, you are talking about your small dick all the time and that's crazy. (laughs) And this, and he he talks about how, what them being honest is what makes them really special and is what is helping them connect with each other and like, just be happier, better people. So I think that that is just a theme that we try to focus on and stay on. I guess is what I'm saying but 
yeah, we talk a lot about how what makes Dave Dave is just like trying to be honest and open. And we see it in the third episode. He's not being that totally with his girlfriend in the name of masculinity yeah. and like sexuality. And then it turns out that that's actually making things worse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the bigger discussions we've had about it. It's a great point. We're definitely going to talk a little bit about episode three when we kind of do your spotlight, because I think it is thematically sort of similar of like, honesty versus what society is expecting, particularly of men. I think it's it's interesting to see how the show is asking a lot of those questions. And I didn't, I got to say, I didn't expect it from Lil Dicky's scripted comedy to be so interested in conceptions of manhood. So <laughs> we'll talk about that later um, when we talk about episode three. Okay, let's, anything else on Gata before we move on to talk about Lil Dicky um, potentially performing with Meek Mill? Any other <laughs> leftover thoughts, guys? No, I think we got it. Ashley, nope. anything? Okay, yep. great. Let's go no, ahead and move on. Perfect. Okay, so the other kind of story we're following in this episode is it's taken five episodes for Lil Dicky to kind of figure out who he is, what he is, and what he wants. Um, it's interesting to see how each character is sort of pushing him to be what they think he should be. And also, he doesn't know who he is yet either. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he's now being managed by... Um, by Mike, which is interesting. We have Els, who I feel like wants Little Dicky to be more loyal with his beats. And we even have Emma getting involved now, too. Um, do you guys, I kind of feel like Little Dicky just needs to get his shit together and make moves. I mean, yes. Ashley, what do you think? 100%. He, Little Dicky has everything he possibly needs to become a huge rapper. He has it all. He just needs to like put it out there. Just give himself a shot and just, you know, risk it all. It's gonna fly, you know. <laughs> I just wish he had a little bit more confidence in, in his ability. He can do it. Yeah. Carla. I think he just needs to get out of his head. Like he overthinks everything. And I feel like, especially when you see like really talented people. Um, and I think what we're seeing now on the show is that Dave is, as saying, like, so naturally charismatic, so naturally talented, but he's also a very careful and thoughtful um, artist and executes things after much thought and intense creativity. And so I think we're, you're able to see both of that. Like, to us, at first it might just be like, just go do it. Like, you're amazing. But it's also, his songs are ultimately so detailed and Mm -hmm. they have so many levels to them. There's so much going on. And I think that's only after a certain labor of love. Yeah. So I think that's what tears him up. (laughs) Yeah, I think, and people don't necessarily understand him yet. Like, he's trying to describe his aesthetic, and he lists five, like, classic 90s films, which are The Sandlot, (laughs) Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Clueless, and (laughs) Apocalypse Now? What's the other one? Did you guys catch that? Yeah, that was hilarious. There's there's so many gems in these scripts. It's like, even the stuff, like, I know we moved on from Gata, but, like, the stuff that comes out of his mouth on this show is like, who is writing this? Who thinks of this? You know what Tony was telling me is that there, there's like a couple of lines. I think it's in this last episode where Dave and Gata are on the phone and Gata says something like, well, does molasses strip on trees? Yeah. Like, yeah. And Dave's like, I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with that. The day they shot that, all that was written was like, that Gata says something like that, that is, and, and they like let him kind of play with it. And every single take, Gata had something to say. Oh. That was like perfect. And everyone was like, what is that? Is that a saying? And it's, the jokes <laughs> like that, I think are so funny in the show. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I'm just going to quickly jump back to Gata because I wanted to shout out this line. He says, it's in this the middle of this very emotional breakdown where he's opening up to his friends. And he says, sometimes I'm crazy and sometimes I'm lazy. 
<laughs> and like, I love that. It was this like such a beautiful summary of what he's experiencing. Totally. I was like, totally. wait, like for the totally. show to incorporate comedy and drama and like prof- profoundness in that one moment was really, really moving. I just loved it. Yeah. It's so pithy too. It's like, oh, I guess that is it. You're describing yeah. so much in so mm-hmm. few words. Yeah, totally. Um, Carla, did you feel like Emma should have taken Dave's notes better about the Photoshop logo or do you think she was fair to draw him a middle finger he deserved the middle finger (laughs) I think she literally is working for free Uh, I feel like she also knows what she's doing creatively and he's sitting there thinking he knows what's best it's like let people do their job and you don't also know what you're doing so I don't think she can really go wrong here (laughs) totally Ashley, I think you were the one who predicted that the uh, somebody suck me meme would come back and it definitely did in this episode. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it would happen. I knew it would it would start to overshadow his real talent. And you could tell in his face that he was nervous when they made the meme that it could happen and when it came to fruition, I was like, uh oh, he's really gotta bring it now. He's gotta bring his A game so people will forget the uh somebody suck me. (laughs) (laughs) totally um well i think that's about everything i have on the episode is there anything else that any of you wanted to cover before we move on to talk a little bit more to taylor (laughs) mishak no i think that's good no i was just so so thankful for this episode it was really enlightening and heartwarming and funny and just so rich and it just had so many great levels of art and i was just so appreciative to to be able to watch it like really I totally agree. I uh, I want to be careful. I feel like people will sometimes throw around words like saying this episode was important, but I really do feel like this is a very important episode of TV. I hope people see it, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm so yeah. happy. I had I told everybody it was my favorite episode so far, and it was so cool to see the response today be so positive and loving and that people are really engaging with it in a really cool way. And that Gata is getting all this love that he like totally deserves. It's really exciting. Well, speaking of important episodes and episodes that very much resonated and that I really liked, I do want to talk about episode three. I feel like that's sort of like a similarly (laughs) issues-based episode. Of course, you guys remember, this is the episode that really vulnerably explores Allie and uh, Lil Lil Dicky's (laughs) sexual relationship. Um, Allie, or Taylor, what did you think when you first got that script at the table read? Oh, man, it was a hoot. It was very nerve-wracking because I was like, I knew... Uh, just from I mean when I was first cast the only thing that had even been written was the pilot but in the pilot we have that argument with uh Dave about the tweet just got head and (laughs) I I know Dave I know the 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 tone of the show I was like there's probably going to be some like kind of heavy adult mature maybe sexual things and it was like oh there's not some it's an entire episode dedicated to that Mm -hmm. um but I was super excited to realize that it was not for nothing that it was to ultimately culminate in a really special kind of message about vulnerability and honesty and communication with your partner. So as much as I was like kind of nervous and a little weirded out by how much sex there was in it that I was being asked of me specifically, I was also just very down because I was like, oh, this is this is worthwhile and juicy and exciting. And this is the kind of stuff you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure like as an actress, you were excited. I mean, even that storyline, we don't really see explored too often on TV. Like that's mm-hmm. a really interesting opportunity for you as an actress. Yeah, I, I was trying to describe it, obviously, to my family, because that's what you got to do when you're an yep. actor and you're about to be naked on national TV. But I was trying to kind of have comparisons. I was like, don't worry, it's not like 
super sexy Game of Thrones, lascivious, like softcore porn. It's kind of like sex in the city, like awkward sex, but it's more meaningful than that because it's more realistic. I was like trying to find something that it can compare to. And I really don't even know if there is that yet. I think it's kind of its own thing. I think so too. I, I haven't seen really anything like I think uh, Lena Dunham did it a bit in Girls, but even the way this show explored it was different. I think what I appreciate about the episode was it sort of flipped the insecure. Usually, when we see these stories on TV, the insecure half of the relationship is the female, and I love that this show is exploring that men and women can feel very sexually insecure. Yeah, and that the starting point can just be like very vanilla normal sex mm-hmm. I think like as a plot and different things that we've seen whether yeah it's girls is a great comparison like these shows that deal with sex there's like a theme that comes up and that's why it's exciting or he asked me to do this weird thing or whatever and this is just like a regular couple been dating for a while having regular sex mm-hmm. and that's still something that needs to be talked about and kind of like explored Definitely. Um, so Carla and Ashley, we love Allie. We also think she's a little too patient with Dave. I don't want to speak for you other two, but do you feel like we're good? I don't know how much you can say, but is Allie going to push back at all? Because I feel like I sometimes feel like she's treating him better than he's treating her. Interesting. Yeah, I think um, we do get to see a little bit more into their relationship um, in terms of their communication and them getting to spend some more time together, just the two of them later on in the season. And I think that that showcases a little bit more of why Allie loves Dave. Mm. Um, And it also kind of reveals some like cracks in the foundation as every relationship has. Uh, But we do get to see more of, of Dave be a boyfriend to Allie, which I think will help explain a little bit. But I, I think that in episode three, and in and of four and five, we get to see moments of like, they're just like really cool friends. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, like there's couples that are just like that, that are just like best buds who also hook up. And I think that that's kind of mm-hmm. their relationship. And like, that's who, what Dave lends himself to being in a relationship like that. And I think Allie is just also that person. It's kind of unexpected because she is a little more normal than him, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word. But yeah, we see a little bit more of the relationship, if that's what you're asking. Okay, great. I like that. Carla or Ash, do you guys have any questions about Allie? Ooh. I appreciate I appreciate Allie so much just because I think she's such a great girlfriend to Dave. <laughs> I think she just I think she sees like the light in him and I, I love that she's always so supportive and just like right there beside him, like ride or die. Like I I'm a big Allie fan for sure. I want to be that kind of girlfriend. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I feel like what I love about Allie so much is the fact that like she takes him for exactly who he is. And I feel like people really miss the mark in relationships in that sense. Like they're with someone and they try to change them into who they think their partner should be right. as opposed to Allie who just <laughs> takes him as he is, embraces him for his strengths and weaknesses and lets him be whoever he wants to be. And that's what we all want in life. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to hear you guys say that because it's fun to, it's like obviously wonderful now to be in a world where the world is getting to see Allie and the show. Um, but we talked about while working on it that it was important that they have a real love between them and that it is based in them just like having this kind of mutual respect and they have a lot of fun together. Um, but as a device in the show that Allie would help in those moments where Dave is being a little 
outlandish and bizarre or kind of like the weird Larry David person who is rubbing people the wrong way that Allie is always there to be a kind of touchstone of like, no, this guy is really lovable and he's a really good guy. She's not crazy. She's got a good head (laughs) on her shoulders and she loves him. Mm -hmm. So that can help us Mm -hmm. remember why we love him. Mm -hmm. I love that. So Taylor, I was reading um, before uh, Dave, you had done some work with Lil Dicky. Did you guys know each other before the show? So we knew each other before the show because I uh, worked on his music video Pillow Talking with him in 2016, um, a long time ago, and or it feels like a long time ago. And that was really cool because it was a dream come true. I was a Little Dicky fan. I like saw the audition and I was like, this is fine. Um, and then working, once I got it and I was over the moon, when we were working on the actual music video, he was like, oh, I want to do a television show about my life. And like, now look at us. Um, but yeah, so that was a really positive experience and I loved pillow talking and I was really proud of it. And then like, we stayed in touch and we're friends. And then once the pilot got picked up by FX, I like came into audition, but with a lot of other girls, like it, and I'd like to think I would have auditioned anyway, (laughs) um, because like I, and I had known the casting director is brilliant. Um, and I had worked with her before, but it was, definitely a little bit of an advantage because the audition sides are was just like a fun scene between Allie and Dave mm-hmm. and as you can imagine Dave is like a little weird like, yeah, I think he's a singular sensation I love Dave um but I think and, and all the auditions were with him in person every single wow. audition which is absolutely unheard of like you would normally read with just the casting director and then right. there would be callbacks with Dave he was in every single audition they auditioned over a hundred girls um and so I think that might have been off-putting to some people coming in being like oh he's right here and then he also is like kind of weird and Mm -hmm. I was like it's Dave great and so it definitely gave me a little home field advantage to be like cool this is this is just my friend Dave so and then I had like five auditions after that it was a lot but it was great to get to work (laughs) with each other again and have that like built-in familiarity especially considering the weird stuff that we had to do together Well, I'm glad you mentioned like that kind of like broing out dynamic. I feel like that like hangout like vibe element is a huge part of the show. Like I feel like it feels like it's kind of directed into the DNA of the show. Like I feel like scenes will hang on a little longer so we can just see these people like be friends. Yeah. Do you guys talk about that on set? Yeah, Dave really wanted it to be, um, he wanted it to feel very, very real, which Mm -hmm. is uh, funny considering the things that we're doing in the show but I think that that's exactly what you're it's translating if if that's like what your experience is that it's just like a very grounded um hyper realism he would call it world um and he thought about that when it came to like the colors and our outfits and where what the activities that we were supposed to be doing while we were talking about something else uh that was something he really wanted to translate to everyone so yeah cool any behind the scenes stuff that like we don't know about Dave or like Taco? Um, Taco is so funny. Taco's very, very funny. And and for for all of us, it was a lot of first timers really. Like this is mm-hmm. only my second time being a series regular. And the one I was on before was a Verizon Go 90 show that oh, yeah. two days before Verizon Go 90 <laughs> exploded. Um, so this was like my first time really being on a set of this capacity, like of this like grand scale yeah and it's obviously dave's first time it was also taco's first time there was so many times like both taco and gato would like keep acting and like not be where the camera was (laughs) and they would cut and be like you guys that was amazing 
the camera is over here though. And so you got, and they'd be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's, but that's why some of it seems so uh, ultimately like very real. It's like, it can be even mumble core sometimes about mm -hmm. that, just like going back and forth. But to be on set with people where they like, they're not, they're not familiar with that kind of stuff. It was really fun. And it was great being like, guys, we should act near where the camera is. Like, that'll be fun. <laughs> um, and there, everybody was just so funny at riffing. Like there would be days they would just let be like, well, we finished, you know, the what's written a little early. So if you guys want to do it again and just play around and everybody was so down and they would make me laugh a lot. I'm so happy that Allie gets to laugh at stuff. Like I, so many of the laughs are really just me. I don't know if that's like a bad actor thing to say. <laughs> it was such a gift that I was, I didn't have to be like the girl who didn't think things were funny because I wouldn't have been able to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're, I think we're all over like the like lame girlfriend character. Yeah, yeah. You know. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I think we could move on unless Carla, actually, any last questions for Taylor before we go on to our segment? I don't know. I'm good. No, just thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with us. We really yes. appreciate hey, it. Hey, you know, love, really love, busy love, day. Love, love, love. I really had to clear my schedule for this. <laughs> no, thank you guys for having me. This is super fun. You know, that's one last question I have for you. Yeah. What are some of the amazing shows you're binging right now? Thank you for asking. Obviously, I've watched The Tiger King. Of course, yes. Unreal. <laughs> I, like, regret watching it so fast. Watch The Tiger King. Um, I'm a really big reality tv person i'm watching like all of the real housewives i nice. am trying yeah. to get through love is blind because everybody's oh, no. so good <laughs> and i'm having a tough time and i'm your girl watches too much reality tv so i'm like <laughs> trying to push my way through that um and then what else am i watching my my boyfriend and i started a list of like because we keep sitting down and being like what should we watch and then just talking in circles so we did write down a list of movies that we want to watch. We're making our way through. We're watching a lot of Harry Potter. Oh, nice. Love it. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So did you watch The Bachelor? Oh, yes. I watched The Bachelor. Oh, and how can I forget? 90 Day Fiance. The current oh, nice. 90 Day Fiance is the best one. <laughs> and that says a lot because it's the perfect show. Um, uh, yeah, I watched The Bachelor. Why? How did, you th how did you feel about that finale with Barb? You know, I live dangerously close to where Barb lives and I thought so many times about egging her house like, <laughs> oh my, I cannot stand Barb I think she's really a bully I think she was bullying Maddie I think she was like bullying Peter low-key crazy you're really you've really unlocked a whole like if you want to have a whole nother show about me screaming about the bachelor <laughs> but ultimately I'm just happy that that Neither girl ended up with him. I hope Peter learned some lessons from his journey. Uh, and I hope that Hannah Ann and Maddie are great. I'm happy to see that Hannah Brown and Tyler C are quarantining together. That really brings warm joys to my heart. So Totally. I uh, host our Bachelor After Show for this network, so we'll have to bring you on. We, uh, oh, I'm, a, I'm a passionate yeah. fan as well, and I agree with a lot of you're saying. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Carla, what's behind the name? So this week we have Eminem. Where do you guys think Eminem got his stage name from? Oh, I Jeff, think I'll let you go first. I think I definitely I know. know. No, you know. So I don't, know you'll go too. last. Then. Okay, you know what? Yeah, go. Like, people must know this. I feel very embarrassed really? that I don't know this. Everybody's got to know this, right? How Eminem got right. his name. Okay, well, it's, I'll let Ellie's, I mean, Ellie, oh my God. Taylor's the only one that can answer this sentence. Do you guys know you guys can't ruin it? <laughs> or just give um, a guess. Okay, am I, am I answering for real? 
Just what you yeah. think, like what you, how you think you got. Okay, I bet Eminem is an an acronym for like two important names in his life. Maybe they're even like a street. It's like a reference to like where he grew up or something. And then like a like a person in his life with a cool name like Manfred or something that starts with an M. Uh, in a you know an improv comedy world, I would say that he tried to go by Skittle and it just didn't work. <laughs> well, you're uh, very close you're close okay so, I'm, ashley i'm sure we have the same line of thinking here right oh well, yeah i thought it was marshall mathers is that right okay so it is right. I, so, should, I knew that i should have known that. <laughs> so embarrassing, but there's totally a little fine. bit more of a story to this so his original name was actually m and m like the chocolate m and m's uh-huh. Really? And then, yeah, that was his original name. And then um, he thought he would have like an issue with that, obviously, mm. because there's already a whole Eminem line going. So he ended up changing it to the writing of Eminem that he has now. But yeah, it stands for Marshall Matthews. And I didn't know this, which I feel like maybe I should, but because <laughs> he's so popular. I should have. So if I should have, then you should have. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, it was originally Eminem. He changed the writing to it, but it stands for his name. That Marshall Mathers guy. He came out at the Oscars. It was an interesting moment. I uh, I got it. If I yeah. had to give my like honest cultural commentary here, right. I feel like the ceremony that's getting accused of like representation problems, and we're the only black nominees playing a slave character. Maybe if you're yeah. going to bring out a rapper, don't bring out Eminem. And it was a bit of an overcorrection Agreed. in that way. Yeah, agreed. It was just a little like, okay, we get what you're trying to do. And at the same time, you're not doing it as well as you can. It was very yeah. academy. Exactly. It was like... Very academy. <laughs> yeah. I just liked when it showed, the camera went to Billie Eilish and it looked like she had no idea who he was. <laughs> she oh probably didn't. Oh, <laughs> hilarious. Um, well, I'm glad you brought that up. I did want to pull up. I have an article somewhere. I've got all these tabs open, guys. Um, but there was a really interesting interview that Dave and um, here we go. Dave and Gaeta did talking about the episode. And um, Gaeta, I think, had a really profound quote. This is kind of our After Buzz TV news. But he said, at first I was, when he talked about his own mental illness issues, he said, at first I was embarrassed and ashamed because this is so hard to deal with. In white cultures or different cultures, you're just like, hey, I want to go talk to my therapist today. And it's like, oh, what did he say? But in the black community, people aren't really doing that. They're ashamed to be like, hey, man, I need help. And as being a man asking for help, it makes you look weak, which I thought was just the episode really tackled that in such a subtle way. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love uh, that conversation because I feel like even like amongst Hispanics for like people of color, like it it is a thing like therapy isn't real or it's like something to be ashamed of or you're weak. So I hope, you know, minorities watch this and, you know, maybe feel empowered to go do something about their mental health and not be ashamed because, you know, it, it definitely is a thing and I hate that it is, but it's an important conversation that people need to start having in these, in like, people of Claire's household, you know? Mm -hmm. To your point, I think part of the, like, what would be so beneficial about that whole topic really opening up is not only the, the like literal and very real act of maybe going to therapy, but if you're living in a world where you can't talk to your friends about what you unearthed in that therapy session, like you're you're only going to heal so much. Like I've been able to have some of my most helpful and profound conversations with my friends that are kicked off by whether it's mine or their therapy experience. So you want to create a world where everybody feels like they can go and then everybody can feel free to be able to talk about it or not have so much negative 
energy around it, you know? Well said. Totally. Well, we've got to get out of here. But before we do, we, of course, have our predictions. Um, Ashley Dior Jones, let's start with you. Any predictions for the rest of the season? Oh, well, I hope to see, to finally see Dickie on stage in front of a huge crowd, like killing it. I don't know if it's going to be the finale or what, but I can see him with Mike behind him, with Elle there, with Allie there, just cheering him on and him like killing the game. So I can't wait to see that performance. I agree. I want to see the same thing. It, I also want to see though Gata kind of blow up a little bit or like maybe develop more of his talent. Um, I feel like now I'm just obsessed with him and I want to see everything Gata. <laughs> you know, I couldn't agree more, Carla. I was like, I was like, what a dynamic performer. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Actually, I want to see Dave kill it on stage. I have a feeling his next live show is going to, I think it's going to tank. I think a couple things. I think the somebody suck me meme could make a reappearance or um, I think he's just going to choke. I mean, I feel like the show is setting us up, especially he's opening for Meek Mill. Um, I just, I, I've got a bad feeling about his next stage show. That's where I'm at. Oh, this um, is so exciting. I love hearing all of this. Well, we'd love to bring you back, Taylor. Of course, any, if you yeah. want to, pass the word along about our after show we'd love to have some other cast members too um but thank you so much for joining today yeah thank you guys so much for having me this was like so fun and to hear how you guys are like digesting it and loving it and like thinking about it i love it it's so cool well good thanks so much uh have you heard anything about season two no i mean i don't i don't even know if we would have by now if the world was normal right and i think because of everything that's going on uh everything has stopped but yeah, so no. I don't okay. know yet. Cross your fingers. We will, and we'll keep tweeting about it and uh, pushing FX because we're loving the show. Yay! That makes me so happy. Yay! All right. In the meantime, Taylor, where can people find you online to keep up with you? Oh, um, they could find me on Instagram at, at Taylor Mishak, uh, which looks like Messiak, M-I-S-I-A-K. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I don't t- tweet... T- too many profound things, but the same name on Twitter. <laughs> I have a podcast about reality TV. I definitely am going to start digesting your uh, Bachelor after show. I'm very Great. excited about that. Um, but it's called Table Flipping with Alyssa Taylor. And uh, we just did a episode today about VH1's The Pickup Artist. Oh, great show. I know that show. But... <laughs> magic, magic? What's his name? Or Mystery? Mystery. Mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a reality TV whore myself, so you're in good company. Well, now is the time. I've been watching a lot of it. So yeah, safe place. times are for reality TV. And yes. <laughs> uh, Carla, how about you? You can find me on Instagram at Carla Al Contreras and Twitter at Carla underscore C. And thank you so much for joining us. You've made my whole week, just yeah. so you know. <laughs> so fun. And uh, Ashley Dior Jones. Yes, everyone can find me at Ashley Dior Jones on all social media platforms. I just, I just love this show so much. And I'm just so excited that you decided to come and chat with us this evening. It was great. Thank you, guys. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. Um, I do, actually, Taylor, you'll like this. I do daily updates for The Bachelor. So if you want to tune in my Bachelor News daily segments, um, actually, Nick and uh, Kelly are, had, were just spotted in Chicago. So something's happening there if you're a fan in of the show. Chicago? I know, which is crazy. Um, so make sure you tune into that. And, of course, more importantly, tune into our Dave After Show. We're covering the show every week. Show airs on Wednesday nights, but our after show goes up uh, at 5 p.m. Pacific on Thursdays. You can tune in live if you want or the podcast. And um, we're hoping to get more guests this season and keep uh, pushing this awesome show. So for now, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time here on AfterBuzz TV. 
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.